Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Yeah, so there's, okay, let me just tell you, there's a guy who looks like Mel Gibson, and they're in a bedroom, and everything's moving, and the floor is covered (laughs) with 80,000 gallons of lava, and 
the and contestants of three have to jump from furniture item to furniture item to get from one end to the next. Each person who makes it to the end gets one point. <laughs> if all three get through, they get three points, and their time time matters. And people, they have it set so the. The the when when you get into the lobby, if you fall, if you land on furniture, you slip or something, you fall, you have to just let yourself be pulled under. So there is this incredibly dramatic ending to everyone's life as they're sucked under. And the remaining contestants have to stand on the furniture and stare where you went into the water and scream, No! And so it's so dramatic. It's amazing. <laughs> Does it, it take like athleticism? Like you, it's like one of those obstacle things. It is one of those obstacle things. And what is beautiful about this particular show, Rob, is that there is very little athleticism on display. No, that's not fair. They're more athletic than me. So it is that athletic. Oh, no, no. But I'm envisioning like I want my brother and I to be on this yeah. show. So two 400-pound guys, right? Let's see how this works. Do and it. then pair us with some small little girl. <laughs> just see us just go, oh, crap! The Floor is Live is 2010 to a reality television show hosted by Rutledge Wood. You know Rutledge Wood. He's the former uh, sports guy. Uh, or uh, NAS- like uh, uh, NASCAR announcer, analyst. I'm a 400-pound nerd. Do you think yeah. I like sports? <laughs> I just, I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah, right? Yeah. Floor is lava. Fine Saturday uh, matinee to you both. Rob, Ray? Oh, yes. Happy Saturday. Very. In fact, it's a, it's a special one. Talk to me about why it's, it is. It's, it's my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so, yay. yay. Is this uh, an age you wish to divulge or one that you wish to keep secret? Oh, it's, it's really simple. Oh, no. I have learned... To be very happy, I happily say that it is my 48th birthday. You. Woo. You. You right? don't look a day over 47. There you go. Thank you. Handsome. And, and right, because I have a lot of friends who are just in their 50s, right? And so, like, when I say, oh, I'm going to be 48, and they're like, shut your yeah. mouth. Right. <laughs> be very happy. So I've learned to just go, oh, it's very nice. Thank you. That's, it welcome. is delightful. Well, you've earned it. <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, I, you know, you're almost right. as old as Baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This Listen is to true. That. This is true. Uh, I hijacked the I hijacked the news this week because I wanted to talk about the floor is lava. Because, come on, I read a Collider review of the floor is lava, and it the the headline is the, the floor is lava is the stupidest thing you must watch in its entirety immediately, and I. <laughs> always fall for those headlines come on i always fall for those headlines and i just want to read to you some of the things that were said in this amazing review by vinnie mancuso over collider because it's great uh the bottom line you do not need to pay attention the amount of energy Floor of Lava asks you to invest in it is less than zero. Yes, each contestant gets an intro, but the details of these people's lives are mere victuals for the lava pit. Netflix makes shows to be half-watched in the background of your day, and Floor of Lava marks the pinnacle of this art form. Please. Well, do you know why all that is true? Because the title of the show is Floor, Floor is Lava. lava. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need, like, 
<laughs> Nothing else matters, everyone. <laughs> but wait, I've got one more. Uh, oh, Vinny, you're a peach. It's vaguely dystopian, says Mancuso. One of vaguely my favorite dystopian. TV trends in recent years is the rise in reality shows that could be playing in the background of a Paul Viroven satire about f- how far humanity has fallen into ghoulish excess. The Masked Singer is the most notable example. Dish Mantled would give it a run for its money if it was on anything but Quibi. Note to Quibi. <laughs> Flores Lava is the type of show that proves you're like three, maybe even two presidential terms away from saying fuck and just doing the Hunger Games. <laughs> Wait. How about one? <laughs> we, <laughs> Wait, what do you we, mean? We're still a couple months out from the election. <laughs> we can just see it next month. <laughs> no, we're there, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> If you're over 65, prepare for the culling. (laughs) Hey, I have to go to Lowe's. I was going to go to Lowe's tomorrow to do something. I don't even want to go to Lowe's because I'm like, I'm going to wear my mask. Is somebody just going to come up to me, rip the mask off, and then I'm just going to have to grab stuff that's in the aisles and there's going to be a fight. Like, I don't want to do that. This is one of those where I'm laughing and crying. It's not if I weren't laughing, I'd be crying. It's just all bad. And so I really think that uh, Flora's Lava is is worth watching in these trying times and maybe no other trying times. It is uniquely positioned for today, (laughs) like today, Saturday, and possibly it will have been played by Sunday. So. I am going to be complete. Here's the deal. I'm now completely distracted. You know why? Because you said this. I went, opened up a browser window, put in Floors Lava, looked at the image Google response. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, no. I, I have to see this. Yeah, of course <laughs> you, you, you can't. do. What yeah. is this? Yeah. I am. No, Rob, try to refrain from opening a browser watching oh, no, this as we're recording. No, don't here. look. <laughs> don't look. That's it. Close the window. All right. Oh, it's very Whoa. dangerous. So that was, you know what? I had other news, and then I decided I would watch The Floor is Lava. What do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about how disappointed I am that our world does yeah. not look like Thunderdome yet. Mm, we're on the way. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, did I tell you about Lowe's? Here's my plan. When I go into Lowe's, I go right to the gardening area. I get a pitchfork, yeah. and I just walk around the store with the pitchfork, buying everything else I need. Yeah. So that then I can You're going to need say, a pitchfork. Are you buying that pitchfork? No, no, just carrying it around just in case. What's great oh, is you know. when you see when you see Robin the, sawing off the handle to make a sawed-off pitchfork so that he could like strap it to his arm forearm and wield it like a claw, a giant farm claw. Did you see there was that there was that viral video on YouTube of somewhere in LA where some guy just came out of his car and he had like two like limb cutters and he had them like strapped and you're like what are you doing what's happened oh you guys what does it take what does it take to push you there is it just that uh you know amc is struggling to reopen what is it that watching too many bruce campbell movies it could be (laughs) oh it is that's exactly what it is well or you know the amc the amc thing what was the thing today was you see the the thing that went viral about the guy um, like Cinemark put out a, a video of a guy disinfecting the theaters. Oh, no. sure. And and he's there with like a fumigator with like a he, and he's just going at it and he's wearing just a little tiny mask. <laughs> and everyone just went, well, that guy's dead right. in, in like two months. <laughs> and <laughs> like, so is everyone who comes into the theater after. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not funny at all. You know what? Like, what? I'm going to 
tell you, and this is a controversial hot take. I'm going to tell you this. Tenant will not be worth that. Oh, no. No, no, neither will, uh, what was my Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged, which I'm seeing the commercials for now, I'm like, no, No, it won't be worth it. But Mulan totally will I mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe Mulan. I did post a a speak, and I'm only doing this by means of a segue. Uh, Have you seen what we have to look forward to on what appears to be unoriginal property that the peacock <gasps> is going to be bringing to us. Yes. What do you think of yes. this? We're talking oh. about Brave New World uh, adaptation coming out as a series of the Aldous Huxley dystopian uh, novel. What do you think? You, you know what? I saw that trailer and I thought this looks weird and wild. Yeah, it does look all of those things. It definitely looks like it's worth a watch anyway. I mean, yeah. who knows what it's actually going to be like, but it well, looks crazy go nuts. I you know what? I I am excited about uh I, I am excited about it. I don't know how I'm going to watch it cuz I don't know about I don't know about adding Peacock to my list of subscriptions. I'm not right. I'm not ready to <laughs> like things will have to get pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, for that logo to cross my screen, but I will say uh, that they picked up Alden Ehrenreich, and uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Alden Ehrenreich. I I am bullish on Hail Caesar. I even liked a Star Wars story, uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, with him and uh, Demi Moore looks like she's in it, and Hannah John Kamen. I mean, I, th- I think they've got a great cast. It's a good look. They clearly spent some bucks on this thing. And yes. you get that whole um, what they were calling the uh, the Matrix style like sex rave dance. Uh, right. There, sh- we could do with more sex rave dances. I think it's a Matrix Reloaded esque dance orgy. That's the one. There you go. That's the one. That's the one I was looking for. Well, I think one that's term. really important. One but term away. If they do that, it really needs to be preceded by uh, a very inspiring Lawrence Fishburne monologue. That's the only way it'll work. Uh, yeah, truth, truth. Well, there's some. There's definitely themes in this and the other. I think one of the trailers we're going to talk about later. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can see where everybody is. Well, this we're going to have some interesting stories to be told. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a a decade of some amazing. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? The world's ending stories. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty. Well, have excited either for of it. you guys? Have either of you guys seen previous iterations of this story on the screen? There was one that was more famous than the rest, right? All I know is that there was one movie in the 30s, but I haven't seen it. I know nothing else. There was another one in 1998, uh, and that one had Peter Gallagher and Leonard Nimoy in it. Oh, I must see that. And uh, it's don't worry about it because it does not crest the IMDb six star. Uh, it's a five point two, which That's is even more reason to see it. But <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot my audience. I got to read the room. Ray, this is for you. I'm wearing uh, my rose colored glasses. <laughs> Look. <laughs> no, there have been a number of takes on on this um, this bit. Uh, 1980, Julie Cobb, Bud Court. Uh, there was apparently another 2011, uh, Anna Popplewell and Nicholas Braun. Uh, and for some reason, one that I haven't seen, 2003, actually, maybe this is for you guys. The O'Keefe's is showing up in a search for Brave New World. It stars Judge Reinhold and Kristen Nelson. That's also maybe something. Uh, we also have uh, Brave New World 2005 with Eric Edkins and John Avnet. 
I'm, so I'm lots of paging choices. through these. As you're saying these, I'm searching and I'm seeing the images. Yeah. I think all of these combined didn't have the budget that this one is coming Agreed. out as. Yes. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not been a whole lot of money spent on this in the past. No, there has not. <laughs> at, nor I mean, even on the sequence where they have the contact with the little tail in it, that sequence yeah. was more than the Leonard Ooh. Nimoy version. Oh, the Leonard Nimoy version is a an, is a Bruce Lee jacket with a leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, oh boy. So interesting. Well, this is what it's coming well, to. Just wanted everybody to know. Uh, you know, speaking of streaming services, did you he- did you hear about Hamilton and how there are certain changes being made whenever it comes to Disney Plus? I'm pretty frustrated by this. I feel like you posted this just to get my hackles up. I can neither confirm nor deny my motivation I'm behind sorry. posting Ray this. Ray Delancey troll. <laughs> so share your Go thoughts ahead, with the, the room, You have Pete. to tell the story first. Okay, so it's Disney Plus, right? And Disney Plus, since it has come out, has been pretty open about not wanting non-kid-friendly material on there. Even though their catalog and the catalog of the other things that they own, like Fox whatnot, have plenty of material that is not really for kids. And so we know Hamilton's coming to Disney+. Plus, and it seems that in order to make it more kid-friendly, to get it a PG-13 rating, they are removing some F-bombs. They're leaving one. Is that correct? I th- I thought it was two. It is two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, see, we I've mentioned this before. You know that all, that all they have to do is hide Walt's closet. <laughs> up, 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 down, enter. <laughs> and you can and see. And it comes out onto the right of National yes. Geographic. And this is where you can put the stuff. No, I mean, I, look, at they've, they've clearly drawn the line yeah. of what they're going to allow on Disney+. Plus. It shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, it's not a surprise. Is it disappointing? Yeah, uh, but... Dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna digitally put more hair on Daryl Hannah's butt, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course they're gonna do this. This isn't and and uh, Miranda's basically said, yeah. He's, I mean, is he thrilled? No, but well, yeah, I want people to see it. You know what? People will see it. A lot of people will right. see it. Especially a lot of people will pay to see it as they have removed the free trials leading up to the launch <laughs> of Disney Plus, so that people will just pay, just watch. No free trials to get Hamilton. Um, I it's the in Yorktown. Um, knock me down. I get the back up again. Is going to be muted, and um, so they put a record scratch over Southern Democratic Republicans. And uh, I particularly like Lin Manuel's take on it. You can sing whatever you like at home, even sync up the <laughs> album. Love you. Enjoy. So. Thank you, Lynn Manuel. So, uh, just a frustrating so time something... that we can't trust the kids to hear the F word twice. You guys will have to discuss that when you do the film yeah, board. We've got it. Yeah. It's coming up on the film board uh, next weekend. So I'm very excited about it. It's one of my very favorite shows. Very, very favorite. And uh, so it might just be me and JJ just talking back and forth about how awesome it is. <laughs> I'm okay with that. What are you? I'm Batman. So, we know Rob's proclivity for superhero movies. Yes. Uh, did you guys hear about uh, the exciting new cast addition to Flashpoint? 
I am amazed. Well, okay. First of all, I mean, th- this has been going on. You know, there was there was the reference to the '89 Batman in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. I and I know that they're. You know, I am amazed that I'm not amazed he's willing to do it. I'm just amazed they're willing to break that egg. Like, <laughs> I, okay, Rob. it's kind of cool. I still just don't know where these movies are going. That's all. I just am not. I'm not as committed as I am to Marvel because I still don't just get where this all fits together. It seems like it seems like a a, a nerd grab. Like, oh, you'll all love this. We're gonna do this. It it may have no relevance. It seems from, from the news that they don't know where they're going either, Rob. Exactly. Exactly. This is. Then that's what I mean. I think this is literally just. Hey, we have to come up with stuff. Here's an idea. Michael, would you like a truck full of cash? Yes. <laughs> Please come on set. Like that's it. But in all in all honesty, I get the impression that this is much smaller a role than they're making it out to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're a thousand percent right. Yes. Kind, kind of like in uh Batman v Superman, like the tiny little flash cameo where he like comes through time or whatever right. and speaks to Bruce for like all of five seconds. That's what I'm Thinking this is more going to be along the lines of because it's a flashpoint. It's, right. it's a flashpoint one, right? So he's got jumping through time and other Earths, and it's gonna we're gonna land in Wayne Manor in three two Burton, and that will be where we see him, and that's it. He'll probably be standing by the fire, and he'll turn around, and you'll see his face, and then his eyebrow will go up, and then it'll be over, and he'll have made fifteen million dollars. <laughs> but and you know where but- Kim Basinger is waiting and saying, "Well, hey, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, who's in the other chair? Yeah. Obviously, it's Vicky. That's right. But you won't know because it'll be an anonymous leg crossed in yes. li- in reverse with the fire oh, with the heel. No. We've just fixed this movie, Rob. And it Boom, hasn't done. even been made. There you go. That's it. Finished. <laughs> but you know what? I think that people are more excited about what this could mean because right. how long has it been since people have been saying – we need Michael Keaton to play old Bruce Wayne in a live-action Batman Beyond movie. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. I and I think this is just something the fans are using as their tiny little glimmer of hope that that could materialize. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at this. I mean, there's a real possibility that. It's not like there's a new Batman movie in the works. Oh. <laughs> Touche. There is. Touche. You, you hurt people. Because it kills me. It just kills me. Uh, whatever. We'll talk about it more in trailers because I, I yeah, got to talk got about that. Thing. Yeah, we got more in trailers. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, That's all. Do we have any other news we want to talk about or shall we use that as a segue? So, segue. Segue away. <laughs> Which, by the way, segue's dead. Did you see that? I did. What an amazing segue you just made. What? I mean, no, I couldn't <laughs> believe that. I saw that because there was the whole reminiscing like, oh, you remember when this came out yeah. and Steve Jobs and everybody said it was going to change the world? It, not really. Well, it didn't really change it the world, was... but luckily we have to say that it's only that product line that's been canceled. Segway, right. the company, is still right. around, and they do still make amazing things. And Dean Kamen Correct. is an incredible contributor to innovation, yes. and uh, so that's great. But I was a little sad when I looked at that picture, and I realized, oh, now only Segway is used Segways. What will Paul Blart do now? <laughs> There's we no have... malls. The malls are gone. Yeah, well, you don't have so... to worry about it. Paul Blart's fishing. <laughs> can, you, can you believe? Oh, my God. Somewhere right now, Kevin James is going, hey, so Paul Blart 3, social social distancing cop, yeah, right. mask police. <laughs> right. Can we not do this? What do I need to do? All right. Ray, let's do trailers. 
trailers. Okay, so this is for a movie that is already out. It just came out a week ago. Oh. It is available on Amazon Prime, and it is called 7500. So the emergency code for a plane hijacking is 7500. And this is a movie that's uh, an intense thriller told from the cockpit of a plane. A plane going from Berlin to Paris, and our main character is a co-pilot by the name of Tobias Ellis. And they're prepping for plane takeoff. Everything goes smoothly. And then all of a sudden, we hear shouting in the passenger cabin, and a group of men try and storm the cockpit. And a fight begins between the crew and the attackers, and they manage to hold them off and close the cockpit door. But all of a sudden, the terrorists start taking hostages and it's a mess and now our meek little co-pilot played by joseph gordon levitt has to make some huge decisions is he going to uh try to keep the plane at large safe or is he going to worry about the individual lives that are being threatened and this trailer just uh more so than anything for Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance, got me really excited to see this movie. It is directed by Patrick Volrath, if that's how you pronounce his name. He's German. Who knows how they pronounce that? And uh, it stars, like I said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Omid Mimar, and Aylan Tezel. It's, uh, it runs about an hour and a half long. It's rated R for violence, terror, and language. And uh, it seems to be getting pretty middle-of-the-road reviews. It's Like I said, it's been out a week. so But I, I have high hopes for it because in my book, Joseph Gordon-Levitt can do anything. This movie sets my anxiety to peak. Like, it's rough for me watching this, this trailer. I was right there when looking through the little hole. I can't open the door. But you must open the door. But I can't open the door. I it was riveting. And when he's on the thing know, right? and he says, you can you work together. They don't have guns. They don't have knives. Work together. You can defeat them. He's like trying to rally a riot on his plane because he can't open his door. It was like this is yet another reason. So one, we don't go back to theaters because they're trying to poison us. And two, airplanes are still terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Rob, let me just tell you something. You gut punched me with this trailer today, right? Because I knew nothing about this. I clicked the link and I'm like, oh, Gordon Joseph, Gordon Joseph, this is cool. I like him. This is oh, he did the pilot. walk. It was so sweet. Oh. And you, I don't know if you got this, but the the one flight attendant is his wife yeah. or girlfriend, right? So, right. And I'm thinking, and I'm watching, and I'm just like, oh, this is so sweet. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And then the scene happens where you realize it's a hijacking, and I just went, oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and I went the terror terrorized. I watched the rest of the trailer, and I went, oh, oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah, that's horrible. I didn't realize it was already out. Now I gotta I'll yeah. I'll I'll reinstall my it's on Amazon it's on Prime. Said? yes yeah. I'll have to re- reinstall my Amazon Prime app because I hate it on the Apple TV it sucks I don't know if they changed the interface but I, I do want to watch this now yeah yeah you do and be terrorized because you know that's something we don't have enough of let me just remind you that the floor is lava <laughs> is also available on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> No, it did. I mean, seriously, because I had heard nothing. I went in yeah. completely cold on this, and it totally gripped me. When that moment comes in the trailer, you just go, oh, yeah. my God. 
God. Yeah. What's happening? Good pick. Also, no. you suck, yes. Ray. Yes. Ugh. I try. <laughs> All right, Rob, you're up. Well, okay, so I didn't think I, – I, when I went in and I saw, oh, nobody put this up here. I got to put this up here. Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yes, we're going to talk streaming services again. <laughs> Shocking. I think most people, nobody expected this. They put up this little teaser of that features Wonder Woman, and she's sort of like – she's doing a little bit Laura Croft or whatever in some, you know, dark cave. You hear Lex Luthor, and he's quoting Nietzsche and, you know, his normal God is dead stuff. And there's Darkseid on the hieroglyphic on the wall, and then it cuts to this amazing shot of Darkseid and the ships and everything. I got to say, I I'm, I don't know. I'm super excited about this, even though I know it's probably going to let me down. But <laughs> the rumors are still coming out that they're going to they're they've got too much to do a movie. This is going to be a six or eight part serial. I think this is going to be tremendous. You know, I just recently subscribed to HBO Max and for the first time watched all of the DCEU movies that I have not seen. Up, up to this point, I'd only seen Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. And so I finally flown through all of them except Aquaman. And I have to say, Justice League was probably the best one of the bunch, in my opinion. But that's not saying much. But... um I, I am really interested in seeing um, what this particular project yields, because I think that what that film needed was a little bit more time to, to breathe and let its sure. story out. Do you, do you wonder ever if you like, OK, cut to that same Wayne Manor fireplace and there's Joss Whedon and he's sitting there and he's sitting with like Chris Terrio and Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, right, are probably like like lurking over them is just sort of phantoms. <laughs> and the only <laughs> thing you hear is Joss Whedon watching this trailer and seeing the fan response on the internet and says, yeah, we probably should have put dark side in there after all. <laughs> don't you think like, don't you, don't oh, you wish there I, just one, just one inkling? No, of course this was all, I, I yeah. I'm not a fan of justice league. I mean, I've Kyle and I've talked about this. For a long, long time, it was it was uh, pretty horrendous. And my dad's my take on it was just I don't know. I'm a I'm a Zack Snyder fan for something different, so I like kind of liked what he was doing. But man, I just I still always come back to Justice League and say decisions were made in that movie. That Josh Whedon, when he's at his worst, will do all these crazy things that all of them are done not for advancing the story; they're done for a punchline. Mm -hmm. Sure, They're done yeah. for a sight gag. And that's what that movie is filled with. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding. But and I would say that it, when he's at his best and he's doing these things and he's layering on the elements, he right. that is his also his superpower. Like he is exceptionally yes. good at those gags when they work. They work and they have worked since right. Buffy like they he's just really good at it. And I think the context of jamming that sensibility into this incredible like mess of footage and effects uh didn't always work for me it right. came unhinged i'm with you i am i count myself as a Zack snyder fan for other things and i mm -hmm. i am delighting in getting the opportunity to see if this becomes one of those things i'm very excited about the the chance to do that what i love is that hbo max is gonna you this is just gonna be i think it's gonna be months of them milking oh, this totally. well <laughs> of course yeah by the time it comes out, February, hopefully, or March, whenever, 
I mean, people are going to be totally ready for it, and I'm excited. Judged so. by the crappy trailer. Like, they post the little thing with the, the one shot of, of Darkseid. That was great. And then they decided to include the theater experience with Henry Cavill in a tank top. Come on. I was done. <laughs> Is this what it's going to be like for the next nine months? I don't know. Uh, Twelve. But, but, I, but you uh, know what? <laughs> I'm glad they didn't include Darkseid in the movie because if they had, I think he would have just been as one note and bland as Steppenwolf was. I, yeah, I agree no, with that. I agree with that, I think, too. Yeah. 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 No, it was all, everything was rushed. Everything was rushed. Did I, I hear, okay, you know what? I Here's something I will add. I thought the naming of this, so Man of Steel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawn of Justice. You know what I thought the title for that movie was going to be? What? Hmm. Blank of blank, League of Heroes. Should have been. That's hmm. what they should have yeah. done. You would have had this nice yeah. connect- Again, Rob fixes movies. <laughs> Can't fix that movie. Title wouldn't have just fixed that movie. But anyway, no. whatever. There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> I got one. And I'm cheating yeah. totally because I-, I think I'm cheating. It's sort of a, uh, I'm leaning into the cheat because... Obviously, the Snyder Cut's becoming a series. Mine's just a series. This is just right. blanket series. I am uh, I'm an Apple guy. I, I am one of those guys who takes off twice a year. The, the day becomes a day of a holy day of vacation when I watch the September iPhone event and the uh, spring worldwide developer conference uh, for Apple. I watched the keynote. I watched the State of the Union, and I'm a very big fan of that. This year was a very different experience. Uh, in their keynote, they actually dropped a trailer for the Apple TV Plus service, and that is for Foundation. Foundation, the series, uh, direct-to-series order, Apple TV Plus, it chronicles the thousand-year saga of the Foundation, a band of exiles who discovered that the only way to save the Galactic Empire from destruction is to defy it. No, we're not wearing our politics on our sleeve at all. Um, (laughs) You know, first of all, it's based on the, what, 72-book series uh, by uh, science fiction master genius uh, Isaac Asimov, and you can't go wrong with the story of Foundation. It's it's big, uh, this story. But the last time I had a direct-to-series that had Jared Harris in it, it was Chernobyl, and I was blown right away. Uh, Lee Pace is in there as Brother Day. Jared Harris is Harry Seldon. Uh, this is—it looks like an incredible cast uh, with some uh, just gorgeous production. Uh, I cannot wait for this piece of work to hit my Apple TV+. Plus. This will keep me as an actual paying subscriber next season. And that I think Apple TV Plus needs to hear. They need to keep producing this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I was surprised. Okay, so I want to add one thing on to what you said about this. I'm saying as you. I, I closed the entire morning off so I could watch the, the keynote. Yeah. Let's just say this. Anybody's interested in seeing uh, a company's sort of state oh. of the company address done cinematically. Watch Apple's Worldwide Web Developers Conference from Monday. It was stunning. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It is a stunning <laughs> just, piece of production. Yes, totally incredible. So, and did yeah, you cry? I, I, did you cry when Tim Cook did the did his opening thing on the stool? He comes out on the main stage, and they do that one. 80 pivot around him where he's he's first he's talking on the front of the stage and then he turns around and he's sitting on the stool and he's backlit and you can see that the theater is empty did you cry because i i might have cried no maybe you 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 were just crying you mean right before they did the swoop under the steve jobs theater sign i'm gonna cry right now don't say anything ray (laughs) 
Ray, don't say anything. I know Ray is getting ready. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to lay us out. <laughs> Listen. No, it's, it's, I mean, seriously, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So getting into this, this was, I, I was surprised by this. I hadn't heard about this. Right. Looks fantastic. They're throwing a ton of money on it. I haven't read these books, but I know a lot of people who did. So I think there's going to be renewed interest in this. And I think that's great. And yes, I agree with you. Apple TV Plus needs this. There's only, I'll admit, and I have my free subscription because of my iPhone mm-hmm. for the next year. Mm-hmm. Same as you, I'm sure as you. Yeah. There's only one show that I have watched on Apple TV Plus from beginning to end. And that was For All Mankind, which I really actually enjoyed because it's Man in the High Castle, but the but space, space program. program. Yeah, there's no actually there, Rob. It was great. It was a great was series. Yeah. No, it's a right, great series. Right. And the fact, okay, just di- let me digress for this. Did you watch the 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 post credit scene at the end of the first of the last episode, mm-hmm. where they actually do the sea dragon? Yeah, which is an actual rocket design. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, those yeah. guys. If you love the space program, watch that show. It's worth it. Especially just judging how well they do timeline. Like the way they yes. line fake history with real history is mind blowing. President brain Ted Kennedy is broken. You, <laughs> the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. okay, we digress. This just looks great. I look at it again. It looks like they've they've put everything together right on this. Uh, I would assume it's going to be it's going to do the source material justice, and they haven't they haven't spared any expense. All right, let's, Ray. Hope, let's hope it's great. I would watch this for two reasons. One you've already said, which is Jared Harris. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong there. The second reason was David Esquire. There you go. I didn't even say that, mm-hmm. did I? No, you didn't. What's the matter with you? I'm a fool, Ray. I'm sorry. David Escoyer, David Ellison, Dana Goldberg, uh, Marcy Ross, and Robin Asimov, executive producers. David Escoyer has some pretty great things under his belt. So I'm pretty excited. I don't have an exact release date, but it's 2021 right now. Uh, It looks like 2021. The big challenge is is that all production, they were in uh, pre-production, but on March 12th, production was halted, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, At this point, they're dropping the trailer um, and still saying we're at least a year out. So Now, do you know, is this um, a regular length series or a mini series? I do not have that information. I'm assuming it's going to what they put down was similar to For All Mankind, similar to The Morning Show, similar to Servant. It's all that sort of eight to ten episode run. um, Right. I think those were – was it eight to ten or ten to twelve? I can't remember where uh, where they were. Um, But it's in that – shorter. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's in that range. So I, I hope to see that, and I hope it is as popular as it needs to be to get a second run. Lord knows there's enough material uh, to to spawn a show that that really takes advantage of the source material. So. Well, you know what? I I could have you know if I didn't do the justice the the Snyder Justice League cut, if I knew we were going to go into the realm of uh, of of, of a miniseries, I almost picked Warrior Nun <laughs> from. from <laughs> I mean, I was I was so close. I'm like, War- I got to do talk, Warrior Nun. Talk about and, a property that doesn't need Rob's fixing. And, oh, <laughs> do you want me to fix it? <laughs> do you want me to fix it? Nunges. <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing. Wow. That are Fixed nuns. it in they're, one. They're nunges. Good night, How everybody. are you not Thank working you. more? <laughs> wow. I don't know. That was unbelievable. Anyway. Okay. (sighs) 
ninjas. Rob, you're here. You got to give us some insight. What is going on with season two of the Marvel Movie Minute? Where are we? Well, you know, last week, I think you probably want to check in to Minute 67, the title of that episode, (laughs) Excitement Dysfunction. And what are we talking about? Oh, that's right. We're talking about the MCU's only lovemaking scene where Betty Ross gets it on with her ex-boyfriend and he's got problems. <laughs> you could add in whatever music. You, Boogie Nights, yeah. whatever. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Just look, tune in, listen to the first five minutes of that episode because that's basically what we do, right? Um, that episode was crazy. All the episodes last week were crazy. But if you're saying to yourself, but Rob, I mean, really, okay, maybe last week was great. What's coming up? Let me point your attention to a little episode that's going to drop on Monday. That's right. Minute 71. What's the title of that episode? The title is Trucks, Cameras, and 50 Different Names for LSD. Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about in that episode? Trucks, cameras, and 50 different names for do LSD. You, <laughs> do you do all 50 of them, Rob? Yes, we you do. You do all 50 of them. Wow. And they say all... that you can run out of material on these Movies by Minute podcasts. No, Rob. not us. <laughs> no. No. Not a whole lot going on in that minute. You'll see why. <laughs> and it all connects. The beauty is it all connects. If you want something that's going to take you on a glorious ride of diversity and and obtuse data, this is the show to listen to because we go all around and we come back to the beginning every minute you'll want to listen in. The Marvel Movie Minute Season 2 featuring The Incredible Hulk. I Thank you. I have to I have to tell you something. Your titles for these episodes are so good that some of them <laughs> some of them have made it into my vernacular. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Like I, I example. Like, <laughs> well, of course. Uh, the the one that really took off last week. Whenever I was confronted with a condition where I was not able to make sense of the world, I would clap my hands like this and I would say, the scrupulosity deepens. <laughs> and again, we don't we don't know what we're doing any of the time. I mean, and then we say stuff like that. And then, you know, when you listen to that episode, and I think we've been pretty good about this. You listen to that episode. Yeah. And we'll all be like, oh, pet ourselves in the back. Scrupulosity. That's a great if we came up with that. Yeah. And then later on, we go. Yeah, by the way, that's a total word. It exists. This is the definition. Yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry about that. But the fact that you were able to associate scrupulosity with deepens, I think, is being part of my. Uh, part yeah. Of my, I, I don't know where. Haircuts and pregnancies. I, you guys. Oh, haircuts genius. and pregnancies. Yeah. There's a whole episode, episode on haircuts and pregnancies. Yeah. That was some good work. Ace work. (laughs) Anyway, it's a great show. Season two. We're in the middle of it, but you know what? You can start at the beginning. And if you feel like you're behind, you know what's fun? You should just play them on double speed. Just listen to them. There's nothing like Rob and Kyle. Fast forward a little bit. When you get to to minute 71, you'll certainly have 50 different names for the (laughs) the drug you should be taking. That's what that will make it sound like. Anyway, don't do that. Don't know. Don't do any don't of that. Don't do drugs. I'm just kidding. And you know what? These episodes are totally bingeable and they're totally re-listenable. That's the weirdest part about this. I'm not a re-listener podcast guy, but some of the goofs are absolutely re-listenable. Well, we done. really appreciate that. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah, we're getting there. all right. You're getting love there. season two of Triple M, which is also ironically. Number 49 <laughs> in other words for LSD. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that it's time, gentlemen. Let's uh, talk about our lists. <gasps> yes. Now, oh boy, here's the thing. Um, we've we've got a bit of uh, a challenge here. We, I think, all three of us inherited this week's list, right? And you guys weren't on last week. No, no right. right. I hope I hope I did the right one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, well, yeah. I I hope you did too. We are talking about uh, the, we were they were talking about uh, the movie that we just wrapped up. Uh, which was Charade, uh, greatest Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock never made. Uh, and that uh, involved a spouse with a hidden past, right? And a lot of... Oh, I thought stamps. we were doing different names for LSD. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of movies. Black Star. Uh, and, <laughs> and so uh, I was actually gunning for May-December relationships. That, uh, that Cary Grant, man. Oh, yeah. Oof. He's a catch. There's a gold Unex- mine just unexpected, there. Unexpected, unique, and abnormal treasure. Of course, we had stamps, but no, the people in the community, they chose spouse with a hidden past. I, I hope that All is right. what you have, have brought with us today. Uh, so I have. Here we are to open the bidding. We have Ray. And I'm just going to say that uh, I could only come up with enough for one backup. So if either of you guys steal, yeah. I will not be a happy person. Weirdly, I'm in the okay. same boat and I'm nervous about it, especially because I am sure that everything you guys pick is going to be a forehead slappingly obvious pick that I missed. <laughs> I'm feeling the same way. So you're not uh. alone, sir. But um, imagine, if you will, okay, in your mind's eye. You meet a girl where you work, and you become romantically involved. Nine months later, she gives birth to a child. You and she get married. You live a happy life. Five years later, your wife's old flame comes back. All of a sudden, new information is coming to light, and it seems like your five-year-old son has many of the same traits as your wife's ex. Handsome blue eyes, dimpled chin, oh, and superhuman strength. I'm speaking, of course, about 2006's Superman Returns, in which Richard White, who is married to Lois Lane, realizes that his son is actually the seed of Kal-El. Oh, wow. That was such an amazing setup. So good. Oh, what a great pick. Superman Returns. You just, you you get me all ornery early on, and then you do something like this. Totally redeem yourself. <laughs> There's so much that yeah. can be said about that movie today. Truly. Like, yes. Not all great either. Well, <laughs> do you want to try? Some different reasons. I mean, geez. I mean, we got, well, there's controversy in a couple of different areas, but just a movie that. You know, you would think if you told somebody what that movie was before, you know, what was the setup? And then you told them, and it was a disaster. They would say, oh, it's because clearly of the main actor and because he was, uh, you know, an unknown. And obviously that didn't work out. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. No. The opposite of all that. Right. I mean, because he was fantastic in it. It's everything else that. I'm a fan of that movie. I I can. I know. I can totally understand it because because, you know, I'll tell you what. He's okay. He's channeling Gene Hackman. Oh, you're talking about uh, what's his name? Uh, Spacey. Spacey, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I mean, he really is. I mean, I think it's it's actually a it's it's a it's a performance that actually tries to fit it in to what to what the timeline it was trying to fit it in. Yes. There's some things about it. I don't. Yeah. I, 
not a fan of. No, I'm not saying it's perfect by right. any means. Right. But it, it's more, uh, but I, I enjoy watching it from time sure. to time. Sure. I can't help it. Sure. Well, here's the thing. I, I it was, it was a movie that was kind of perfect for its time. And honestly, like as much as you want to talk about how, um, you know, the, the unknownness of the, our, our central character, I think Brandon Routh is, is uh, I think he was a great uh, crossover Superman. He was a, he was the perfect Clark Kent, uh, and he channeled that sort of original aesthetic that we had of a cinematic Superman. He, I think, yes. brought Superman into the 2000s, and we needed that. I am sad that we didn't get more of him because I think it would be great, but honestly, uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, he's really great. I have a great yes. time on that, that ridiculous show, and so uh, I'm glad he's ended up staying in sort of superhero dumb and um and i think he's i think he's a talented guy so kevin spacey say what you will about what we're allowed to say about kevin spacey now but right. um uh you know i thought it was a i thought it was a fine movie i think the movie's biggest problem is that they couldn't seem to make up their mind whether or not they wanted to pay homage to the christopher reeve films or if they wanted to do something new and they tried to do both and they ended up contradicting themselves a lot story-wise i totally agree with that yes isn't it interesting that they can both pay homage in character design and character development and at least in in any of the performance aspects and drop the ball completely in the story (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right uh what do you got rob so i uh i did have a theme unless one of these get well unless my other ones get stolen I like creating a theme. Yeah. I like to take a, a – so I have a theme. There's a connector. And we have to figure it out. This is the game, right? Is that what you're doing? So, you have to, so you'll have to figure it out. You'll figure it out if I get to the second choice because you'll know that. Outstanding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a a little 1990 – Movies that star Ice Cube. No, no. You keep going. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with a, with a 1990 American legal drama based on the 1987 novel of the same name. That's right. Presumed Innocent. <gasps> Oh, outstanding. Starring Harrison Ford, Raul Julia, yeah. Brian Dennehy. It's a great movie. I mean, it is a it's one of those gritty late 80s, early 90s legal dramas that just they try to push the limit of how seedy you could make a movie, a hard R-rated movie in terms of content yeah. and during that whole period. But yeah, Harrison Ford plays this prosecutor and, and you got to love it. What's the character's name? Rusty. He's so sweet, Rusty. He's sweet, Rusty. (laughs) Stuff happens. He's charged with murder after his colleague, his mistress, gets murdered. Uh, Raul Julia is his defense attorney. Whole stuff finds out. Finds out that. Well, I mean, you know, no spoiler. It's it's not too soon for this. The wife actually is the one who committed the murder, and just all craziness, secrets. So many. It's very twisty. It's very, very twi- it's twisting. completely twisted. Yeah. It's an, again, it's, you could cut them a list of those 10 movies, th- those seedy legal movies of the early nineties. Ah, yeah. It's you watch it now and you go, oh my God, what the heck we should play just very quickly. Uh, can we, can we just say, uh, hopefully you guys don't have them open. Let's do a quick round of IMDb game. What do you think of the top four that Raul Julia is known for? According to the algorithm at IMDb go street, street fighter. <gasps> Adam's family, of course. <laughs> no, you got two more. Yeah, it's Adam's family, probably Adam's family. <coughs> Adam's family values. <laughs> okay, you got one more. Romero. It's not Romero. That's a that's a really small. 
Well, I would think Kiss of the Spider Woman yeah, is yeah, one yeah. of the most You guys well got it 100%, all four of them. Oh, uh, Street Fighter was the one I thought you were going to forget. I was assuming you would you would supplant that with Presumed Innocent. I was hoisted oh, by my own petard. No, no Street Fighter. Street, you know why Street Fighter's on that list is because it's one of his last film. Yeah. And he was, I mean, when you watch the stories, wow, you want to know, you know about the greatness of Raul Julia. Watch a YouTube video or anything about that movie and his performance. He took that movie completely seriously. He did it for his kids. Yeah. And he was dying during the production oh, of it. God. Heart sick. And it's unbelievable. Yes. It's no, yeah, that's unbelievable. legit, legit performance, not a legit movie, legit, legit performance. performance. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, conk here and tell you about my number three pick in the list. Uh, I'm going to go back in time the year. What was the year? I don't even remember. Oh, 2003. So we're not actually going that far. This was based on a book. And at the time, I was very busy reading Philip Roth books. And I'd read this book and then the movie came out and I thought, oh, I'm going to see the movie. Um, the movie was not the book. As has never been said before, uh, I'm sure. The movie uh, is The Human Stain. The cast oh. is amazing. Anthony Hopkins, Nicole Kidman, Gary Sinise, Ed Harris, Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Miller pre-prison break? Adorable. Uh, Jacinda Barrett. Uh, Clark Gregg trying to bring a little MMM to us. Uh, Clark Gregg is in this movie. It is. Uh, it tells a story of, uh, have you ever seen it? No, no, okay, human no. stain. It, there's a reason, because the title's terrible. Who would want to see this movie? <laughs> it doesn't sound like what it is. Um, it, so it, it tells the story of this incredible secret that our principal character, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins, is carrying around. Uh, he gets, it, it is, it is. I picked it because it's of a time, and that time right. is kind of today. Uh, this is, he's a university professor. He gets in trouble because he uses a, a racial slur in the classroom uh, about two African-American students. And it is a racial slur that can be used not in that context. And his intention was not to use it racially speaking, right? He wasn't trying to denigrate the, the two students, but that's how it was taken. It blew way out of proportion. He, uh, he was fired. His wife died like immediately after that. And then we reveal the secret and it is crazy. And I just have to say it's because Anthony Hopkins, his secret is that he is African-American. Now, I say that because it demonstrates how woefully badly this movie was cast. <laughs> it's just hard to believe when you get to the end. If you've read the book, you can kind of picture what all these characters kind right, of look right. and sound like and feel like in that tapestry. And then they make this movie and they make Anthony Hopkins our central character. And it just falls apart. So it makes me sad, but it is a movie that absolutely, with the exception of the fact that the wife dies so early, uh, you know, it, it's it's good. You know, I don't know. I, every time I watch Thor, I always mistook Odin for Heimdall. So. <laughs> All right. Let's give us a number two. Back to you, Ray. Okay. So this one might be one of those ones that's blaringly obvious. Um, so forgive me in advance. I'm going to tell you the title straight out because there's a spoiler alert here. If you have not seen this movie, the movie is the prestige mm. 2006 oh. directed by Christopher Nolan, Alfred Borden played by Christian Bale yeah. is a magician. He has the ultimate magic trick. One that his, uh, 
rival Robert Angier, played by Hugh Jackman, would kill for, he can disappear in one place and reappear all the way across the stage in an instant. What's the secret? Not even his wife, Sarah, knows. Sarah, played by the always wonderful Rebecca Hall. And though she can sense that something is a little off with her husband, there are days when she can tell he truly loves her. And there are days when it seems like the I love you's are just another string of meaningless words, which eventually drives her to drink and ultimately suicide, never knowing her husband's secret that he has a twin Mm. That he has told no one about. Forehead slappingly obvious, great yes. pick, Ray. Ah, amazing and amazing movie. Yeah, amazing, totally amazing, amazing movie. movie. I don't know. I might see that again in the theater if they were actively poisoning me. <laughs> Is that the one? David David Bowie's in that too, right? Yes, yeah. he plays Nikola Tesla. And Nikola Tesla yeah, yeah, yeah. with the in the forest with all the light bulbs in the ground. So yes. cool. And and Andy Circus is That's his right. henchman. Oh, That's right. Oh my. Oh, I got to see the movie again. That's fantastic. Good pick. Yeah, great, great pick. All right, Rob, number two. All right, so I I guess you're going to find out what my connecting thing here is. Okay. Um, Boy. I'm talking about a movie from the year 2000, an American supernatural horror film starring Harrison Ford. (gasps) Is it Harrison Ford? (laughs) And And Michelle Pfeiffer, directed by Robert Zemeckis. I'm talking about What Lies Beneath. So twisty. Now, I, so Harrison Ford is my connecting agent here, just in case you didn't know. Uh, he, he's he been playing real dorks. Like, I never realized for a while there, he's just playing these horrible husbands. The most nebbishy, <laughs> awful people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it kind of made it easy. Once I started doing this, I was like, oh, wait. Oh, and that. Oh, yeah. What the heck? So what lies beneath? Uh, basically, long story short, he's a doctor. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's his wife. He cheated on her. She then they're they're over it. She gets haunted by the spirit of the woman that he cheated with her on and murdered her. Hmm. And it's craziness. Spoilers. I mean, obviously, everyone knows spoilers. Um, It's it's total craziness. It was creepy. I remember when it first came out, everyone was like, like super freaked out because the it was all like Michelle Pfeiffer in the bathtub yeah, yeah. with the uh, yeah, submerged. Um, And the ending is, is bonkers. Like the ending, <laughs> he basically gets sucked down to the bottom of a riverbed by a ghost that's right <laughs> that's what happens totally kids yes yeah don't yeah, all of this don't do, <laughs> don't any, do of any of this um but yeah i mean secrets spouses mm. sinisterism so sinister. well isn't that the punishment in the bible for infidelity is being sucked uh, under a river by a ghost <laughs> the yeah. sinisteralicity deepens i mean <laughs> you picked that up that's awesome no, i I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, but no, but I just yeah. love that. I, I mean, yeah. It's again Harrison Ford. Huh. Good pick. All right, so. I got one that's pretty recent. Uh, that uh, is 2014. That uh, it tells a story. Of, it, it, this is one of those movies that makes me very, very mad, uh, or would have made me really mad until we replaced it with you know World on Fire that we're living through. Uh, can't wait to see this movie. Um, the one I'm talking about though is a little uh, Andrew Garfield, Michael Shannon, Laura Dern film called 99 homes and uh, this one it does the problem is the cheat here is not so much that it's a spouse with a with a secret past it's a spouse with a secret 
now. And uh, it is the story of Andrew Garfield. Have you seen it? That's about the mortgage crisis. Uh, Michael Shannon plays an incredible shady uh, mortgage uh, broker dealer. And uh, Andrew Garfield gets sort of sucked in and starts buying evicted homes, evicting people, uh, um, you know, and uh, keeping money. And it's a it's a shell game about evicted properties. But the secret that he's keeping is he's taking the money so that he can get his family out of living in this uh, in a broke down motel room. Uh, and bring them back. And and it is uh, Andrew Garfield, I think, does a, a great job in this movie. And I am an Andrew Garfield fan. It's a and, and so hmm, uh, I yeah. really liked him uh, in his turn as Peter Parker. And uh, I actually think he has done some really great stuff since. So um, social network. Right. Right. Exactly. So I think um, uh, 99 Homes is is worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Haven't never heard of this. I don't even know how this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ramin Barani, director. Flew right under the uh, radar. uh, Who wrote and directed the the film. So interesting, interesting perspective as a director. I think it's a it's a good one. That's my number two. All right. uh, We're back to you, Mr. Delancey. Big sigh of relief. None of my. We've had no steals. This is what I consider to be a very underrated movie because people always give it a lot of guff for its ending, which I will defend until the day I die. It's a 1941 film directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and it is Suspicion. (laughs) Lena McLaidlaw, played by Joan Fontaine, meets the charming playboy Johnny Aysgarth, played by Cary Grant, whom... You fine gentlemen are doing just finishing a series on and she falls in love with him. They have a whirlwind romance. They get married and they go on this very lavish honeymoon. They return. They move into a very extravagant house only for her to discover that her new husband, instead of being a wealthy playboy, is in fact unemployed, has no income, lives on borrowed money, which he never pays back to his debtors. and was having the intention of mooching off of her rich parents. And after this, she confronts him about it, you know, asks him to live a responsible and respectful life, get a job, blah, blah, blah. But he continues to gamble wildly, come up with these crazy money-making schemes to the point that she begins to suspect him of wanting to murder her for the insurance money. Mm. That is suspicion. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink. <laughs> it no, it's elderberry. It's <laughs> a good pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's an awesome pick. All right, I'm going to round out my Harrison Ford trilogy. Little art house film from last year. You may have heard of it called The Rise of Scott. No, I'm kidding. That's a <laughs> oh, joke. Um, I was already typing. <laughs> it's, it's a, <laughs> Wait, the it's a story of, a, of an orphan who finds out that her parents are messed up when her parents' parent is even more. No, that's no, I'm joking. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with, uh, and I have so many things to say about this movie. Harrison Ford, 1991, American drama, directed by Mike Nichols, regarding Henry. Mm. Which is even which is a crazy selection for this because it's not just a spouse who's got secrets. It's a spouse who, in the course of the film, forgets they have secrets and finds out, re re finds (laughs) out they have secrets and then tries to fix everything. I mean, it's a movie within a movie. I mean, really? I went 
all out, right, for this one. <laughs> a couple of things I just love about this movie. I actually love this movie. I remember seeing this in the theater. I took a girl. I think my I forgot my girlfriend. I think it was my girlfriend from high school, and we were like visiting. Um, because here's a couple of things about this movie. First of all, written by J.J. Abrams, yes, who has Ooh. a cameo in the movie. It's like a delivery boy. Seriously, it's crazy. Yes, you can go YouTube it, J.J. Abrams regarding Henry, and you'll see the movie. And it's a it's a young J.J. Abrams just standing there looking like a goof. Wow. <laughs> what the heck? Um, you know, Annette Benning, John Leguizamo in one of his early, I think maybe one of his first or one of his early appearances. Um, but nice. here, here's the thing that I remember about this movie is, I mean, it's the story of a guy who's a dork. He's a horrible husband. He gets He gets shot basically in the head and survives and has to basically relearn his life. That scene of where he gets shot, first of all, one of the one of the earliest, most realistic gun wound scenes you'll ever see in a movie. How so? Because it wasn't it wasn't Ooh. outside of it wasn't like blood everywhere. It was no a little tiny hole and he staggers and and the way he's portrayed it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. shocking. Like I thought it was just incredible for that time. Um, hmm. But also just, you know, a kind of a beautiful story about how this guy, they become whole again because of this big injury because right. he was. He was a narcissistic, horrible person. Um, and again, the J.J. Abrams cameo, you know, I always just think it's amazing. It, yeah. The only reason why I also bring this movie up is this is the movie I always would keep in my back pocket if, and I suggest anyone, if you ever meet Harrison Ford in person, this has always been my plan. Let's say I'm on an elevator. Let's say I'm walking in a hall and I see Harrison Ford coming my way. You know what I do? My my face lights up. I go nuts. I look at him. I point. And I go, oh, it's Henry from Regarding Henry. <laughs> <laughs> and I would hope that I get the reaction of where he's like, <laughs> you, say, you say like, that deserves a selfie. Can I get a picture with yeah. you? I mean, of course, because like, no, no one has ever walked up to Harrison Ford and went, oh, it's Henry. <laughs> anyway. I am adding that to my watch list. <laughs> it's on HBO Max right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, oh no, totally. Totally. It's probably it's probably been twenty years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick. Uh all right. That means the last is me. Hmm. Oh, what you got, Pete? Well, what happens when, you know, you work the land and you're you're in your daily life. You come home at the end of the day after working hard. You're a man of sweat and dirt, and you work hard, and you you're a loving family man. And then you go out onto the mountain, and you realize that something has broken your back. You have a secret, and that's it. It's not just that you are one spouse with a secret. It's you are two spouses with a secret, <laughs> and you are broke back about it. That was well. That was well. well. I don't know. I don't know. But that movie got me in the feels. Come on. Okay. What a great. I mean, I would never. What great picks, right? This we movie this list blows me away. I thought it was we. I thought we were going to have exactly three movies. So I and they were all getting. It was just going to be all steals. So did you guys have backups? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Go but I it. didn't. Well, okay, well, hi, well, history of violence, which is a lame. But I mean, that's a duh. Oh, no, that, yeah. you know but what? History... It's a duh. But I didn't. How think did of I it. not think of <laughs> that? Oh, okay, history, history of violence. <laughs> oh, um, two. Well, okay, true lies. Yes, you know what? Honestly, yeah, true yeah. lies. I could call that a backup, but we it has been picked a number of times on the yeah, show because yeah, that that's... movie answers a lot of calls. I. 
To- well, there you go, yeah. right? <laughs> and then, well, no, and then I didn't. I didn't think this was. I thought this one was just too soon. Knives Out. Mm, yeah, I could see that. I don't even know that that's too soon because that's a favorite movie. But it also, I don't think it's been. I think it's may have been picked once already. See, there you oh, go. Maybe it is too soon. Hmm. All right, right. Regarding Henry hasn't. Regarding <laughs> Henry is not. No, but I'm going to try and pick it every week from now on. Yo, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> What's your? You have any backups, oh. Ray? My one backup would have been my Steve Sarmento pick because it was on the show mm-hmm. previously, and that's Gaslight. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. No, I that was a that's a great list and some exceptional movies. Even movies that don't end up being that great when you watch them are still worth watching. I am carrying a torch totally. for Human Stain uh, because it's a it's an interesting story. Now it's totally spoiled, but also Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest casting. So enjoy that. Now we have to talk about what's coming next week. We are on hiatus. We have no show to talk about, no movie to talk about. Uh, the the next time we will have a movie to talk about. It's like in two or three weeks where we will have to build a list off of the uh, the film Friday. Uh, so be thinking about that because it'll probably be one of you who has to do it. Uh, today, I'm thinking we come up with a list of films of, around, and related to Hamilton. Something related to Hamilton, since we'll be doing that on the oh. film board next week. What do you think? Musicals about American history. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say revolutionary musicals. Revolutionary musicals. Now remember, what if it really Ooh. is you that gets to answer this question? Well, what if? Oh, come on! What's life? Challenge yourself. <laughs> I'm writing it down, <laughs> Rob. I mean, <laughs> ooh, what about uh, a movie about a person who really existed but is portrayed by someone of a different uh, nationality? Or is that way too complex? Wow. No, I like that. I like I where that's going. I like where that's going, but we gotta we gotta edit it. We gotta trim it. We gotta cut it so we can right. remember it. But I really like the sense. Miscast, miscast historical oh, figures. Miscast. What do you think, Ray? Does that answer it? <laughs> I dig it. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. That's good. That's real. No, yeah. that's Yep. There's some fun stuff yep. in that. Uh, okay. See, there we go. Last one. Revolutionary musicals, miscast historical figures. And do 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 you movies whose soundtracks have been done as a Weird Al polka medley? <laughs> Start with Weird Al and work backwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? In the years we've been doing this show, we've never had an opportunity to start with Weird Al and work backwards. I wonder if everybody's just nervous to break that seal. Oh, I'm here now. <laughs> so, so just Weird Al inspirations in the movie land, though. Is that really? Is that is that really? Uh, broad enough topic. I mean, you got Star Wars, Jurassic Park. Maybe that may be a very short list. Well, Dangerous Minds. I mean, you could. I mean, there's probably more. Could be also. Oh. Yeah. Mm. No, maybe not. You're right. That's rough. <laughs> well, you know, sometime one of these days, one of these. You know, we all work so hard. One of these years, you just got to have one. I don't know if you ever had an episode where like everyone just had the same three movies, yeah. and I was like, it's, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty bad too. It feels bad. <laughs> it's hard and it hurts. So it's, if you want it, it's, it's all yours, buddy. No, 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 yeah, that sucks. No, don't do that. It's the most boring segment. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, I could. Yeah, you know nah. what? Regarding Henry, anybody else? Oh, you two, one, two, and three, all of them. Oh, all right. So, what do you think Movies. about the therapy scenes? Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah, it's like, just different. I just would like to recommend different segments of regarding Henry. Right. Right. <laughs> 
Anytime where Harrison Ford's trying to work an elevator, that's I really show up for that. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Uh, What about movies that try to hide how boring politics are? Try to hide how boring politics are. Or bring bring interest to politics. Like, or you're saying, like, basically make politics not suck. Make (laughs) politics great again. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm making a hat. Make Make politics funny again. Oh, there's so many great. Funny again. Nailed it. Hey, it's a summer. We can do things in the summer that are just different uh this is yeah. great gents well played this morning yeah what morning on my birthday it's just it's so birthday. early that it's dark out and you don't know happy happy birthday, birthday again i got so much to look forward to on this day the day of my birth <laughs> do you have any plans on this day i, I don't know what I'll is the find rob cabasco I... uh rob cabasco birthday ritual the rkbr oh no it's yeah you don't have it's, a thing it's just no, I I mean we'll just I'll do stuff. My wife will yell at me. I'll she'll make me a cake. That sounds like we've, Monday. We've, yeah, we've got well well this this year though we've got some Captain Morgan creamsicle rum. Oh so So that's something. There's well that sounds delightful. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be wonderful. It's great. If if somebody could have come to you when you were ten, hey, remember an iconic ten year old birthday party? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, um oh, okay, let me tell you the story. Because like my mother just sent me pictures for Father's Day. For, for we had that we our family we had the one big birthday party, and the one big birthday party for us was I was growing up in northeastern Pennsylvania. The guy who was the local like late night horror TV host was Uncle Ted. He was totally known around northeastern Pennsylvania. He was a magician. They got him to come in our backyard with all my friends and put on a magic show. No kidding! Wow. And the only other reason, the reason why, if anybody would knew Uncle Ted was. You remember Bill O'Reilly, the crazy oh, guy from Fox yeah. News? Yeah. Bill O'Reilly's first job in television was being was interning for Uncle Ted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. You're 10 years old. Why do old. I know all this? <laughs> I don't know. You're 10 years old. What? Uncle Ted shows up and he brings Uncle Bill. And they come over and oh they, they sit down with you on a break and you're eating your cake. And they say, hey, kid, <clears throat> when you're 48 years old, the only thing you're going to have to look forward to is... Creamsicle rum. Creamsicle rum. (laughs) Captain Morgan's creamsicle rum. How do you feel about that? Also, by the way, you'll be eating it through a mask. (laughs) You'll be home. There's There's, a dust cloud coming in from the from the other side of the planet. I tell you about the haboobs, kid. (laughs) And after that, you never watched him again, (laughs) and you switched to Chili Billy Cardelli. That's it, man. I'm out. All right. Good show. Thank you, everybody. If you want to learn more about how you can uh, get access to this show early, because actually on Saturday, which is an important thing, you should head over to uh, thenextreel.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash thenextreel, and you can join our uh, merry band of movie lovers. Uh, You get access to the online Discord forum, which is fantastic. And of course, you can also buy merch, TNR, uh, thenextreel.com slash merch. And uh, we would love you to join us over there, too. It's really, uh, really great. So uh, come hang out with us. Join the club and uh, get access to early shows. And for all the other shows, you can watch us do this thing live for a lot of the other shows. We do the live stream. And that's, you know, you got to throw your hat in for that. That's where the that's the real (laughs) sweet spot of the next real film universe. 
Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Good night, Rob Cabasco. Bye. And Ray Delancey. Fare thee well, my friends. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.